Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the April 21st, 2023 Friday reading of the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Salida City Council approves funds allocation for area nonprofits, written by Elliot Jackson. Bipartisan bill to boost early childhood care providers clears Senate, written by Arc Valley Voice staff. Rally in support of the Salida Regional Library, Gay Rights Attracts Large Crowd, written by Jan Wundra and Chafee Housing Authority Board April 20th meeting to offer update on Jane's Place. And Chafee County moves to Stage 1 fire restrictions, written by Arc Valley Voice staff, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, Salida City Council approves funds allocation for area nonprofits, this posted by Elliot Jackson. At their regular meeting on April 18th, the Salida City Council, SCC, reviewed and approved amounts for dispersal to local nonprofit organizations through community grant applications and approved amplified sound permit requests for two bars, Trace Litros and Highside, for outdoor music events at the end of April. They approved a liquor license application for the Mexico Tradicional Restaurant on Highway 50, approved resolutions 2023-18 through 20, and proclaimed April as Lyme and Other Tick-Borne Diseases Conditions Awareness Month. After holding public hearings for the Amplified Sound Permits and the Liquor License Approval, the SCC turned to new business, voting to approve the dispersal of funds into a donor-advised fund in partnership with the Chafee County Community Foundation. 36 nonprofit organizations, including the Truth Has a Voice Foundation doing business as Arc Valley Voice, will receive a portion of the $96,277 so allocated. The funds represent 1% of the city's sales tax intended for charitable giving. The SCC then approved resolutions 2023-18, reappointing Francie Bomer and Judith Dockery to the Planning Commission, with terms to expire in April 2027. 2023-19, the SCC approved the resignation of Connor Maher from the Prost, Parks, Recreation, Open Space, and Trails Board, and appointed Rob Simpson of Colorado Mountain College to complete his term, ending June 2025. And 2023-20, they reviewed allowing for overnight camping with dogs at Marvin Park for a dog agility event, hosted by Gone to the Dogs, July 28th through 30th. During council reports, several members, including Mayor Dan Shore, Mayor Pro Tem Justin Critelli, and Alyssa Pappenfort, expressed their support for the Salida Regional Library, which had been targeted for a protest by the local Catholic Church, 
and announced their intention to be present at the counter-protest. Potential environmental issue with Union Pacific land sale. Dominique Nacarato brought up the recent announcement by Union Pacific that it intends to sell 12 acres of Riverside property it owns for a price tag of $4.9 million. We, the city, were approached, but they didn't tell us the amount, and we weren't given the option to oppose the Tennessee Creek Railroad line reopening. They are selling it only for commercial or industrial use. No other options were given to us. There could be an issue with a Phase 2 environmental report. There's not a ton of grant opportunities for brownfields. In other business, T.W. Woodson from Highside Bar and Grill made an impassioned plea for more parking spaces downtown, citing population and tourism growth as well as potential loss of parking due to other development. A representative from the Salida Council for the Arts urged SCC members to attend the Valley Visions Art Show coming up May 5th through 7th. The SCC also heard the latest sales tax report, which indicated a 1.5% decline in February from February 2022 for city sales tax, However, county sales tax revenues are up, so the city remains ahead of budget on revenues. The SCC then went into executive session to consider the city administrator's evaluation. That story, Salida City Council approves funds allocation for area nonprofits. And next in the news, bipartisan bill to boost early childhood care providers clears Senate. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. Legislation would provide a one-time bonus to providers participating in Colorado's universal preschool program. This week, the Colorado Senate cleared Senator Janet Buckner's Democrat Aurora bipartisan bill to support early childhood care providers through a one-time bonus payment award. Co-sponsored by Senator Janice Rich, Republican Grand Junction, Senate Bill 23-269 would fund one-time bonus payments for early childhood care providers participating in Colorado's Universal Preschool Program, UPK. The bonuses must be used to implement the Universal Preschool Program or to maintain or expand infant and toddler care capacity. Access to quality early childhood education not only supports critical early development and future educational outcomes for Colorado kids, but also the very well-being of families across our state, said Buckner. These one-time bonuses are a much-deserved thank you to the early childhood care providers working to get Colorado's Universal Preschool Program up and running. I look forward to watching UPK benefit Colorado's youth this fall and for generations to come. Providers may receive an additional bonus payment if they maintain or increase their capacity to serve infants and toddlers between April 1, 2022 and April 1, 2024, or are in low-capacity preschool areas. The bill would transfer $2.5 million from the general fund to the Colorado Universal Preschool Program Provider Participation Bonus Program, housed within the Department of Early Childhood. 
Senate Bill 23-269 now heads to the Colorado House for further consideration. That story, bipartisan bill to boost early childhood care providers, clears Senate. Also in the news, rally in support of the Salida Regional Library, Gay Rights, attracts large crowd. This posted by Jan Wondra. An enthusiastic crowd of around 300 turned out to support the Salida Regional Library, Intellectual Freedom, and LGBTQ plus rights on Wednesday afternoon, April 19th in Salida. We're here to support our library, said one rally attendee, waving one of the dozens of rainbow flags evident throughout the crowd. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech, and book banning is wrong, said another. So is condemning another person because of who they are. Organizers of the original Rosary Rally that had prompted the counter-rally canceled their planned rally across from the library a few days before the planned date. No reason was given for the cancellation. Arc Valley Voice again reached out to give the organizers a voice, but has not received a response to our message. The fact that the original rally was canceled did not stop the good-natured crowd from gathering to support a beloved community institution. Several serious speakers stressed the importance of protecting individual freedoms during a time of increasing pressure from the right. In Chafee County, a message regarding controlling the county agenda was contained as far back as a 2020 message from the Chafee Republican Committee. The assembled crowd heard about the need to get involved at the local level in library boards, school boards, and other local organizations to ensure that basic democratic freedoms are protected. Across the country, groups such as the Our Lady of Fatima organization, which promotes rosary rallies, are looking at rural areas as places to advance their agenda. Organizers encouraged the crowd to continue to speak up so that groups like these know that Salida and Chafee County know what is going on. They aren't just trying to marginalize us, they are trying to erase us from existence, said Partnership for Community Action PFCA Director Jimmy Sellers about the efforts to condemn and marginalize gay people. The message that had come from the Salida Library was one of appreciation for the community support. Mark Monroe asked for greater community vigilance as threats to the First Amendment and to the freedoms of the LGBTQ plus people come from several directions. The crowd cheered the messages, waving banners against book banning, cheering for the library, spelling out the First Amendment, and supporting human rights. At the close of the rally, the crowd hung about talking and sharing, while dozens disseminated to the nearby street corners of E and 4th Street to wave banners and encourage vehicles passing by to honk in support. They did. When the prospect of a rally aiming at books in the library and available through the library system was first announced, Salida Regional Library System Director Susan Matthews made this point. You don't have to read it. You don't have to check it out. But you can't restrict the freedom of others just because you don't like something. 
Sellers said that the targets of far-right banning are not just public libraries, but schools. He pointed out that in neighboring Woodland Park, the school district has just lost its state accreditation because the school board had been taken over by conservatives who changed the school curriculum to suit their personal beliefs. He warned attendees that as the nation moves toward the 2024 election, that the same thing could happen in other school districts unless the public pays attention and stands up for the rights of all, not just some. You can listen to the audio of some of the speeches from the rally at a link in this article. That story, Rally in Support of the Salida Regional Library, Gay Rights, attracts large crowd. Next up, Chafee Housing Authority Board April 20th meeting to offer update on Jane's Place. This posted by Elliot Jackson. The Chafee Housing Authority CHA Board will be holding their regular meeting tonight at 4.30 in the Mount Chavano Conference Room in the Tuber Building. The agenda, meeting packet, and access information can be found at a link in this article. Last month's eventful regular meeting was on March 16th, during which the board said goodbye to Becky Gray, CHA Executive Director, and hello to Jeff Eaton, the new Interim Director. The board also considered and approved Resolutions 2023-06, defining low-income and moderate income for the purposes of establishing income criteria for housing projects. Resolution 2023-07, authorizing the financing for Jane's Place, the CHA's Transitional Housing Project in Salida, and Resolution 2023-08, establishing https colon slash slash www.chafeehousingauthority.org as the posting place for CHA board meetings. The board also held a post-mortem discussion on lessons learned about the failure of a housing ballot initiative, Proposition 6A, during the last election. This month, the CHA Board's agenda includes discussion of the hiring of a new executive director, updates on Jane's Place, a continuation of the 6A postmortem discussion, approval of a lodgings tax agreement, and consideration of policies on conflicts of interest and special limited partnerships. That story, Chafee Housing Authority Board, April 20th meeting, to offer update on Jane's Place. Also in the news, Chafee County moves to Stage 1 fire restrictions. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. It might only be April, but the recent lack of moisture, dry conditions, and prevailing winds have combined to cause Chafee County Sheriff John Spezza to move Chafee County to Stage 1 fire restrictions. This includes all unincorporated lands in Chafee County, with the exception of USFS, BLM lands, City of Salida, City of Buena Vista, and the Town of Poncha Springs. Consult the above governments in regard to the requirements and prohibitions in their Stage 1 restrictions. Stage 1 fire restrictions prohibit all open burning, including slash piles, debris piles, and agricultural land burning, along with pyrotechnic or exploding targets. Stage 1 fire restrictions allow 
campfires within a permanently constructed fire ring or grate, three feet maximum in diameter, in a developed campground, public or private, and or private property. LP or liquid gas fires or stoves controlled by a valve. Fireplaces within a closed building with fire screens affixed to the flue. Charcoal grill fires and pellet stove fires at private residences. All residents and visitors are reminded to exercise extreme caution when building or maintaining any type of fire. Chafee County deputies will be actively enforcing all restriction violations. That story, Chafee County moves to Stage 1 fire restrictions. And also in the news, three BV Middle School students heading to State Civics Bee competition. This posted by Jan Wundra. Twenty middle school students from Buena Vista area schools competed in the 2023 National Civics Bee Regional Competition in Buena Vista on Tuesday. And at the end of the evening, three students had emerged as the top scoring students. The three are headed on to the state-level competition hosted by the Colorado Chamber of Commerce in Denver on May 19, 2023. The event was hosted by the Buena Vista Chamber of Commerce in partnership with the Colorado Chamber of Commerce and the Civic Trust of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. Winners of the Buena Vista Area Civics Bee include first place, Joseph Drexler, Darren Patterson Christian Academy, second place, Maya Lyle, Buena Vista Middle School, and third place, Andy Quillico, Buena Vista Middle School. Students competed with their peers in a live quiz event and answered questions from judges to test their civics knowledge. The stages of the competition included two preliminary rounds of questions, which required a tie-breaking round. Rather than five finalists per the rules, that round resulted in seven top-scoring students, including more tie scores, moving on to the final rounds. Seven students advanced to the final round, Morgan Arnold, Paige Landers, Aberlin Leon, Joseph Drexler, Andy Quillico, Maya Lyle, and Danny McGrath. In the finals, the students were asked to provide a brief summary of their written essays and then defended their essay proposals as the event judges asked them questions. The essays ranged from affordable housing, vaping in the schools, and putting student representatives on the school board, to teen involvement in government, managing growth, and recycling and sustainability. Maya Lyle's essay focused on managing the rapid growth of the area and the problems it is creating for the community. She was asked about ways to manage growth and how to keep that growth in town instead of sprawling outside town. Regarding how to attract bigger stores to the Buena Vista area, no doubt thinking of the cramped city market on a summer Saturday morning, she suggested attracting more people to live in town so the population could attract bigger stores. Andy Quillico's essay focused on how to engage teens with local government. Buena Vista Mayor Libby Fay asked her about her ideas for increasing that involvement. Getting kids involved in civics at a young age would help them get more involved, said Quillico. 
That involvement would help them take a deeper look into their duty as a person in the community and give them more confidence to serve when they are adults. Puna Vista Police Chief Dean Morgan asked her if she saw any barriers to youth getting involved in local government. Quilico responded that although many people say that youth's brains aren't fully developed, that it would be a learning experience. She noted that decisions made at school are made by adults, but affect kids. She suggested that decisions made about school involve students. First place finisher Joseph Drexler's essay was focused on the community's problem of housing. It's hard to find affordable housing. Teachers, police, and fire, more than 20% of homes are second homes, explained Drexler. We can help by supporting organizations like the Chafee Housing Authority and the Elevation Land Trust. Asked how he would do that, Drexler responded that it would require groups of people to talk with each other and said he'd met with representatives of Fading West. He noted that while a lot of people don't want dense development, it would save land out in the wild. Asked about his ideas for influencing second homeowners to rent out their homes to the area's workforce, he said, Maybe we put more restrictions in place for second homeowners. Put an incentive in place. Maybe fewer taxes on your housing if you're long-term renting versus short-term renting. Or maybe tax breaks on the developments if they build more dense developments. It is an honor to bring our young people the opportunity to engage and connect with the issues that impact them, said Buena Vista Chamber President and CEO Heather Rupska. We hope that the Civics Bee will broaden participation in our democratic process and inspire our youth to stay engaged to continue strengthening our local economy and our community. The first place winner of the local competition received a $500 cash prize, and all three finalists are invited to participate in the statewide competition. All participants in the state competition will receive a tablet device as a prize from the Colorado Chamber. The top three winners of the state competition will receive cash prizes of $1,000 for first place, $500 for second place, and $250 for third place. We're thrilled to recognize young Coloradans interested in civic engagement and to inspire the next generation to be involved in shaping our communities, said Colorado Chamber President and CEO Lauren Furman. We congratulate this year's winners from the Buena Vista competition and look forward to seeing them next month in Denver. That story, three BV Middle School students heading to State Civics Bee competition. And finally in the news, Salida City Council considers outdoor pool plan at work session, this posted by Elliot Jackson. At their work session on April 17th, the Salida City Council, SCC, heard a presentation from Salida Soak and Swim, a group lobbying for an outdoor community and soaking pool on the grounds of the existing aquatic center in Centennial Park. At the beginning of the session, Salida Parks and Recreation Director Diesel Post gave a brief rundown on the history of getting an outdoor pool going in Salida. The staff has a strategy for funding outdoor pools, but we're talking years down the road, 2026 or 2027, concluded Post. 
and we have a great group of people here tonight with some new funding ideas, as well as an industry expert on Hot Springs Pools. Committee spokesperson Wendy Gorey introduced herself and other members of Salida Soak and Swim before moving on to the presentation. Our mission is to partner with the city to expand the Hot Springs Swimming Facility, she explained. Why an outdoor pool? We have 100 gallons per minute of excess 117-degree heated water at the aquatic center, which goes directly back into the river. This would be a complete hot springs facility. Surveys going back to 1992 are showing that people want it. There have been five pool renditions since 2012. The city has kept a line item in its budget for an outdoor pool. The number of users is up dramatically, Gorey continued. Activities are beginning to conflict. The pool turns away visitors during peak hours. We don't have accurate pool user numbers because we are turning people away. Why Centennial Park? The piping is already there. The master plan has had an outdoor facility for a while. It's the logical place to have it. It's within biking and walking distance for almost everyone in Salida, and its location on Highway 50 attracts visitors and tourists. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.